All right, Janet DeVino is with us. No Heartbeat is the short film played at the Female Filmmakers Film Festival. I'm just going to lay it down for the audience. This is a film that's set in the fantastical New York near future. Road versus Wade has been overturned nationwide and an individual family kind of has a crisis, including the pregnant uh, teenager. Uh, obviously, like when we're doing this podcast, a lot has changed since you made this film to now. Did you ever foresee Roe versus Way uh, being overturned? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, with everything, you know, with who was in office, with who was, you know, um, speaking out about. Sorry, say that again. Is it who was in Supreme Court? Who was that? Who was in? Yeah, yeah. Who was really, you know, kind of running the show over here? Um, just anticipated it, you know. Um, if it wasn't an all-out um, reversal, there was going to be some, you know, like Texas popping up and Oklahoma and the Southern states just really fighting, fighting to um, reverse that. So, yeah, uh, definitely thought about it. Um, it was actually interesting. My husband and I were starting um, the process of in vitro fertilization (IVF). So that's kind of where I got this um, idea in the first place. So um you know two heads collided I guess you could say and yeah we made this two years ago a little over two years ago and then of and, course the film now like I'm sure it's 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 like talk about it like I know you don't it, it's almost like a something you didn't want to occur like a time right in a film right so it's almost like something yeah. you know, a film about Wall Street and then there's a box there's a and then the, the stock market collapses right it's not a good yeah, thing yeah but, it's a good, but this is a very obviously timely film I'm, I'm assuming the film festivals that you're submitting to are like clamoring this film up yeah I mean it's it's nice to get responses and acceptances and requests for um you know in person uh film festivals as well which is great um that gives us an opportunity myself our writer, our cast, our crew to actually get in front of people, which is amazing. Um, it's, you know, it, it's just kind of a bummer that it has to be surrounding a whole, um, you know, sector of a human race that is treated differently than everyone else. So and what do you mean? Um, what did you mean by that? Like, just so everybody understands what you meant. What um, yeah. So if women are told to do with their bodies, um, they're, you know, little bit more than 50% of the population. So um, with that said, um, you know, there's always this percolation of an idea that I had had um, for a follow-up for a feature when women are taken out of society and it's a horror film. Um, you know, when, <laughs> what society looks like without women doing um what they want to do with their futures you know and and decide what they want to happen with their lives um so yeah so it's almost like a handmaid's tale horror film yeah 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 okay so the the, the crazy like we'll get to your film in a second i just want to like finish something mm -hmm. off is that so six so 60 percent of like i'm canadian so it's not it's almost yeah. a non-starter for canadians and for many uh, countries as well um, non-starter, non-starter, sorry, you mean in non like, like being pro-choice, right? Like it's like, I'm Got sure it. there's, there's a certain percentage that, but it will never be like illegal. Let's just put it that way. Like right. famous last words, but I, you know, it's, it's a pretty like liberal, like uh, country. I can't, I can never see that happening. Yeah. 
So, but right. at the same time, 60% of Americans like United States uh, are pro-choice. That's, that's sort of the, the, the goal. So how would mm-hmm. think something when 60% of the population believes in pro-choice, how something can yeah. be returned is absolutely mind boggling. Like it kind of boggles yeah. the mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, given, so if you want to talk about the Supreme court, for instance, um, Roe was decided seven to two. Right. And that was passed with five conservatives in yeah, well, the Supreme wasn't, Court at the time. It, back 50 years ago, it wasn't even a partisan issue. It was really. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's become it's a partisan become, issue now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot, you know, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 12 years. You know, I was in uniforms pretty much right after I transitioned out of diapers, you know. Um, and it was, you know, always, uh, you know, asking your mom, like, what, what would you do? What would happen? And it was always, I would take you to get an abortion because you're in high school and you're too young to have a child. And that's literally my take on it is women have their whole lives ahead of them at 18, at 35. It doesn't, you know, everyone's at their, in different points in their life at that time period. So they could already have a child, um, you know, or they could be getting a, you know, a promotion at a job. And the last thing that they have time for is to take off time from work, um, you know, or to financially provide. Yeah, there's there's obviously many different factors. Basically, the bottom line is that a woman has the right to do whatever she wants to do with her body. That's basically you'd think. Yeah, yeah you'd think. That's that's the, but then at the same time there's, there's there's a there's a you have to admit there's a majority percentage of people who are pro life in the states who are women right so yes yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean there's I think it just really goes it's it's interesting because Ireland of all countries right when you're talking about religious beliefs is you know the antithesis of Catholicism and abortion is a hundred percent legal there without any issues so. Yeah, it's it's really the people in power um, in these southern states that, you know, southern <laughs> a lot states, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of non-females making those decisions. Yeah, like yeah, there's there you can there's there's a lot of problems <laughs> with the way the, yeah. the system is set up, or you know, with the Dem- the, you know, like not to get on a soapbox, but Democrats, you know, yeah. they 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 screwed up themselves, right? Like yeah, yeah. Like Ginsburg should have retired and and uh, and he should have got Obama should have got Marlick through like no matter mm-hmm. what. And they didn't. Do right. That. That's just two votes. And they right didn't there, do right? it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really it's yeah, it's really going to come down to what, um, you know, what Biden does in office and what he says he's going to do, you know. Yeah. And then but at the same time, not to sound like a politician, but people can vote in November. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll hear about this over the summer. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, all we can do is hope, right? And I have so many friends that are, you know, reaching out and saying, I can't believe this is actually happening. And they're, you know, a little traumatized about it because they don't know really what to do, you know, and voting is, is for sure key. Yeah, but it comes down to a class issue as well, right? Like if you're, if you have means and you need an abortion, I think you can yes, get an abortion. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And we're talking about women that are already in violent relationships. They're going to stay 
with that, right. Mm -hmm. With that relationship, because you cannot financially handle raising a child by yourself. You may not have family that can help. Um, you know, and it's just, at the end of the day, my stance is not only just the difference between why we have regulations on our bodies versus any male. Um, but also too, what about the child? If everyone's so considered about this baby and, you know, you can't kill babies, um, and a fetus is this and, and an actual person, et cetera, then like, think about what that child's life is going to be like in an unstable environment, you know, and it's not because the parent decided to, you know, raise them in that society. It's just, they're forced to, you know, and then there's zero support. There's zero support. Even when you go into, to have a birth, you know, there's depending on what kind of job you have, you know, socioeconomic, um, you're not getting paid maternity leave. You're not getting paid paternity leave. You're probably not even getting that allowed time, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's really troubling. Yeah, to say the least. But okay, so let's we can talk about this for a long time. But I want to talk okay. about the thinking of your film. Okay, so Candace James uh, wrote the screenplay, yes. correct? Yes, yes. And I met her actually at a film festival oh, wow. in LA a couple years ago. Yeah. So we just connected in person. She was getting her master's in writing from uh, from college in outside of Georgia or outside of Atlanta. Sorry. So. Yeah, we connected and just kept in contact. And I was part of this film collective and we were making one short film every single month for two years and not one woman had directed. So I had produced, I had first AD'd, I had, you know, done script supervising. I was, you know, the the runner getting drinks, you know, in the beginning. Um, and I really wanted to make something with the group. Mm. So... Yeah, we made it happen. We pitched it to the group in December um, with a treatment and with Candace's first draft. And we worked on a couple more drafts over the month or so. And then we shot it in February of 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. So good timing, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the last film, I'm assuming, for the, of the collective for a while. You know what? It was at the second to last. Yeah, we got one more in March before shutdown happened. It was like literally the beginning of the month. So yeah, we got 25 films done in two years. Have you guys pretty come wild. back? That's pretty, that's, that's, a, I love that. I love that's that. Epic, heard, right? I've heard things like this in like different cities. I, I think it's fantastic that, that this happened. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it started, I can't take any of the credit, but uh, my husband and his friends, you know, my husband's a filmmaker, he's a director and has all this gear. And we've got friends that are, you know, sound guys or, lighting guys or this or that and they were like we want to do stuff that we actually want to do and want to see and feel good about and we have all these resources like let's get some people resources and you know have have people on board and work a free day you know for a shoot day and when that person wants to turn around and make their film we're going to show up for them that day you know exactly so it's a real great exchange of of support it's it's really cool so what is your, before this film, what was your experience directing? Zero. I mean, I was oh, watch... your first film. That's amazing. Yeah. This is my very first film. Yeah. I mean, I'm in fashion wholesale sales by trade. So I do spread. I love spreadsheets. I love organizing. I love communication. So it was kind of a shoe in for production, uh, for producing. So, you know, everyone was pretty stoked about that because not every, not all the creatives want to be a producer. Right. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just got my feet wet on set and I was on, I think maybe 15 or 16 of the sets, just getting to know, you know, the flow of everything, responsibilities. And, um, you know, my heart, my husband was a huge help in producing and helping me, um, you know, get my shots organized and everything like that. But I was a hundred percent working with the actors, which was by far the best so experience Matt, ever. Matt Divino, that's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, same last name, so I'm assuming you guys were related. Uh-huh. So he's your husband, okay? Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, he also yeah. he also played the doctor, didn't he, in the film? Yes, he did. He did. Yep, and he helped. That was actually our shed that we like ripped apart and put back together, kind of a thing. So he was also heavy lifting as well as playing doctor that day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so great script. So you have uh, this family. Uh, is there? I'm just curious. Is it? Yeah, was there? Was it a conscious choice to make them a black family? Yeah. Yeah definitely for like like just um you don't see a lot of uh black people in films like this okay and it's just like it's a conservative black family the mom has a stand mm-hmm. so really like it's one location like it's the different obviously yeah. different scenes but it's, it's one house i'm assuming you shot in the same house correct yes we shot it we shot in the same house in our house actually um for the first day the full you know 12, 13 hours we were there. And then the next night in the alley when uh, Nola's coming out of the clinic, um, we just shot around the house from us. Yeah. And what year did you guys kind of surmise that this was? Um, We were kind of thinking like a little bit more futuristic with like a couple things. Like she had, you know, marbles in her ears for like, this was before earbuds came out, you know? So like just not having that like, um, wire attached to headphones. Um, and we had a couple other futuristic things that we actually left out. So, um, all in all, pretty much present day, you know, give or take a, a couple of years. So obviously the, the key to your film or one of the keys to your film is the lead actress, correct? So mm-hmm. where did you find, where did you find yeah. her? Yeah. Zuri's great. Um, we did a casting call and I can't tell you how many, um, you know, comments and compliments uh, everyone has to say about the cast. And we actually won best performance with you guys as well. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. And we just, we literally had a casting call here in LA at one of the studios and we had a couple days and we met with David and then we met with Zuri separately. Um, the two actors, Nola and um her older brother mm-hmm. and we just had them come back and read and it was like within 30 seconds I was in tears <laughs> so it was it was awesome and then uh the little one yeah um, she's yeah she's great she walked in for the audition and said I hi my name is Zaria I want to read this two ways which one would you like first <laughs> So she came prepared with her A game and then some. <laughs> um, so she was rad. She's great. She actually just made uh, her second short too. How and old is she? 13. She's 13. 13. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll know her to win, I guess. We can say that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because because it's like, it's a, it's really difficult. Like, because you have, like, I'm assuming these, these actors are maybe not teenagers, but they're young actors. Yeah. 
you have a 13 year old, like you're, you're cast, like you, it's in the script, right? So, and they have to kind of have to look alike and they have to be, have that vibe mm-hmm. that they're siblings and they have this connection. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Yeah. To do, right. Yeah. I mean, it was all them really. I mean, they, we spent some time, we had everyone over for dinner at the house, um, you know, after we officially selected the day and everything like that. And we did more of like a hangout and then read a few lines, hung out, you know, read a few more lines and just really got to had, have the chance to, for everyone to get to know each other. So it was an amazing experience and family members were super helpful as well from their side. So it was just an overall, just great experience. And the great thing about this, I loved about this story was that like the, the they're close, like the yeah. three of them are close, like the brothers they are. Yeah. And you can tell how much they love each other. Right. Yeah. Like the older brother is like, I'll get another job. Mom will take care. You know, we will all step up. And the sister is, you know, so naive and just wants to be with her sister. Right. Yeah. Like she just wants to spend time with her. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, it's supposed to share that everyone is trying to be helpful, going above and beyond, wants to make her feel, com- wants to make Nola feel comfortable, but no one's asking her what she wants. Yeah. Right. Cause this is her, this is happening a hundred percent to her. Um, so yeah. Or how she's feeling. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And so yeah. the, um, yeah. So but it's, it's such an interesting dichotomy because we we've all experienced this before, or at least most of us have where you, you have your, your parents have, you, you look up to your parents, you love your parents mm-hmm. and they have this strong ideology. Like they have this ideology that you kind of don't agree with. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to like get yourself individualized when you have such a strong yeah. presence with your parents. Right. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to be disrespectful, of course, because they've had experiences that have shaped their views. Right. But yeah. there, there's that openness of, well, I'm a person as well. So I've had views or, you know, mm-hmm. I've had my experiences. So that forms my, my opinions on things, but yeah. And you really set up the conflict. Like I said, it's just people talking in a, in a house, right? But you, mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's these films. It's really simple. Anymore, right? They're awesome. <laughs> like, and there's like, but she, and so her leaving, like not to give everything away, but basically her having to, like, if she has to make a choice, it's not easy. You're not making it easy for her to, to like, do what she feels is right. The right thing to do. Right. Right. For her, yeah. Yeah, for her. So that's so you're yeah. setting up the conflict with all these with the relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone has clearly expressed where they stand, right? Yeah. And knowing that, you know, that's so much more conflict that is is coming down on this young woman, you know, that literally, you know, is worried about waking up on time for the bus the next morning. Yeah, and so the, it's such great performances, like the. Like um, the even the the brother, like he really <laughs> kind of nails the scene, and they, you know, like it's like it's an independent film, and I'm yeah, they're professionals, but at the same time, like they must have like really cared about you and your film, and like and kind of loved like the the story because they really stepped it up and like just nailed the performance. They're they're so good that like, the performance they are. They're wonderful. They're just not only like amazing people, but they're super supportive. You know, they knew that this was my first film. Um, 
you know, I had never worked with actors before outside of, you know, here's your outfit or, you know, your call time's coming up, you know, that kind of a thing. So it was just, it was beyond. They're, they're such amazing people. We actually just had a screening not too long ago with all of the film collectives films. And it was just so great to catch up with everyone, you know, commercials, uh, you know, the lead actress was in Chicago med and, you know, just amazing things. The mom was in, is in Tyler Perry's um, arrested development show uh, or assisted living, sorry, assisted living. Um, (laughs) I know. Can you imagine that would be rad? Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see his take on that. That would be great. (laughs) And Aretha would be the best person to have in that mom. Yeah, Yeah. They're just, they're wonderful people. Um, they came over prepared and yeah, like you said, I mean, they really cared about it and they wanted to support everyone involved. So it was just an amazing, amazing experience. So you got the film uh, shot. And so tell me about the uh, editing experience. Like, how was that for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually worked with, um, one of the, uh, wives, um, of, uh, Matt's friend. So basically at the film collective every month, we would have a meeting that's like welcoming people on board or just kind of like informational about, you know, this is what we do. This is what we can offer you and et cetera. And she was one of the gals that we onboarded. And I was like, I got to work with her. She does a ton of editing and directing and first ADing as well. So, um, it was just awesome to work with her. So, Oh no, actually, let me take that back. It was, this movie was the first that she was first AD on. So that was great, but she knew exactly what she wanted to do in that role because she worked with so many strong first ADs, um, when she was directing. So it was just awesome to work with Madeline. She's like beyond patient and just all of the wackadoo questions that I had to ask or like, you know, is this possible, you know, and her (laughs) not wanting to throw me out the window. Um, but yeah, we just, we worked a couple, couple long days together, um, and, you know, worked, um, also a partner on the film, Dave Yogi, um, getting his take on script and, and the edit. So it was, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. Yeah. And Madeline was finished. We shot in February. She was finished in July, June, July. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's like right in COVID, I guess, like it's, uh, and then then you're kind of like, I know it's the festivals that's doing well. So you're kind of like, what do I do with this film? Do I wait for festivals, everything to open up? So it's festivals, like you're in that kind of strange position, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up submitting to Sundance. We ended up submitting to like Toronto and Tribeca and everything like that. We didn't, we, we only submitted to like top tier, like four or five of them. Um, we didn't get in. Um, but that's okay. So, um, we had a couple screenings in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah, So, so Tribeca didn't accept, but we're waiting to hear from, um, you know, like Holly shorts and Toronto, um, Sundance didn't accept, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. Because like I said, it's a time, like, it's like, you like, it couldn't be more of a, of a timely film. So I'm like, unfortunately, but so, okay. So you, you did like, so this was two years ago. Have you made another film mm-hmm. since? Or are you going to make another film? 
Um, I haven't made another film since. I have thought about it in my daydreams, but then I've been brought back to reality with work. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would love to work with Candace again. I would love to work with all of the actors again. Um, I'd love to make a horror film. My husband's a horror and uh, like horror everything. So I'd love to work with him and, and, and yeah, put together a piece about when women are taken out of society and what that looks like. So we send you the audience to you, uh, the audience. Yeah. What did you think about what the audience? That was so cool. I've never heard of anything like that before. That was so rad that you guys did that. I think that's such a, an amazing tool and super helpful. And like, just for me specifically, I can say like, besides, you know, crying, obviously, because you're super stoked to just hear people's feedback, right. Not from your friends or, you know, family. Um, but it was just, it was awesome to see that everyone, you know, understood where it was coming from. Um, and yeah, that it's, it's important to watch. So yeah, they got what you, your intention was. They, they, uh, mm-hmm. they felt like they basically, they, you're there. What your vision was, was what the audience thought the vision was. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, so let's let's uh, we then maybe we should talk again. Maybe I, I should just say let's if you're interested in doing another podcast, you got to make make another film. So maybe you should. Ah, uh, make- yeah, definitely count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Get For it sure, I love it. Yeah, set it up. <laughs> and then try to try to think about some 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 crazy law law being passed. I guess in a couple of years. And- right. I mean, who even knows? I feel like anything that you say these days could happen. Right. Maybe like uh, a, 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 like a, from a political standpoint, maybe the opposite where like gun control has been managed and like everybody has to put their guns away and there's like this huge kind of law that's passed in the States. Can you imagine? My parents are in <laughs> Texas right now. I can't even imagine. Like, ugh, I can't. Well, you know what I mean? It's, like, so it's like, so it's like yeah. and then the other side has to, is, is affected by that, right? So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, just some, just a thought. Food for thought. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you can make all series about it, right? So. Right. <laughs> all right. It was great talking to you. Like this was like full disclosure. This took a long, like we had like, we, we missed the appointment with another one. Then my son got hurt and we had so many uh, false starts in this. So uh, I'm glad. Right. We but to- we made it happen. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thanks so much for all your support. It's been such a great experience working with you guys. And thank you for the trailer too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.